quality of the message over quality of the production. If you don't have a good message, if you don't have a good hook that is going to get people interested in listening to the next sentence, it's not going to work. There's all these elements and you can move those dials up and down depending on like how you create, how you produce, what your team looks like. And it's a very fun game, but we have to understand that from the very beginning. Value is now the standard. Like you hear everybody, you need to give value. You need to lead with value. <laughs> Guess what? Everybody's leading with value and the viable content floats to the top. So you're pretty much always seeing a lot of viable content. Can we have like Hormosi style content? <laughs> and then that's been one of my biggest pet peeves. I have an initial reaction when, when people ask that. I want your, your opinion. Your butt and fist clenched. <laughs> They're like, oh. <laughs> but inside of the production, you have all these elements too, right? So how do you manage that? How do we do that? That my best advice is like, We've got some hey, fresh, new I'm Luis, and I'm Luis, you and you're listening before. to the Content One, is Profit two, Podcast. Two, Welcome back to Content is Profit. Fonzie, we're here. Uh, pretty awesome. I mean, we're supposed to have an amazing guest, but guess what happened? <laughs> he actually emailed us like, guys, I'm on my way to interview Mr. Beast. So... Pretty right. legit excuse, you know. We only interview big time people. That's it. <laughs> we only interview big time people. So it was an accept acceptable excuse. We told him, sure, you can go as long as you put in a good word. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but like, tell Jimmy we say hi. The beast bro say hi. That's right. Jimmy. We're yeah. in first, first he's, our number one, he's our number one fan. He, he's told me about that. <laughs> he knows that. He knows that. But anyways, yeah, so stay tuned because um, in a couple of uh, days, we'll have him back. Uh, it's actually the second time that he comes to the show. I'm very excited. I've been like, I binge listened like three episodes of his show yesterday. And uh, pretty awesome. But anyways, I, li I like his show. Yes, it's his good. show is so good. It's so good. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyways, today uh, we're facing. Fonz is facing his worst fear, which is talking on a podcast without notes. <laughs> it's not my worst fear. <laughs> I was. I thrive under pressure. <laughs> you thrive so yeah, but bring anyways, it on. Okay. That's what I say. Okay, so last night, uh, I mean, I told you th this a little earlier. I was with uh, Katie at home, and then we were watching some YouTube. Well, she was reading, and I was watching some YouTube. And all of a sudden, the great and mighty Alex Hormozzi pops up. Right? The great, mighty, the and great. buffed Alex Hormozzi. <laughs> I'm buffed. So, uh, you know, I've been, like, listening to a lot. You know, we I mentioned, I think, in previous episodes that I've been, like, compressing the people that I follow and, like, you know, the, the people that I listen advice from. And He, he is, only listens from Alex Hormozzi and myself. And Fonzie, clearly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he is one of the people that I regularly keep in my rotation. And every time I see something that uh, interests in me, I, I like listen to him. He's very blunt, very honest with what he says. Apart from his social content, right? I listen a lot to his to his podcast that uh, he dives deeper in different things. But anyway, so I was talking to Katie. Katie's not entrepreneurial at all. And uh, we start watching a little bit of their vlogs. They actually have the Living with the Hormoses, which is vlog style content, which Wait, is they awesome. Have that? Yeah, it's I pretty awesome. I don't think I've, I've seen it yet. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I joke with Katie because she is awesome. She could be a CEO. She makes decisions very fast, way faster than me. And uh, But I don't know if she has entrepreneurial book. She's working on a project, which is top secret. We can't say what it is just yet. You know what it is? <laughs> I do know what it is, oh, but okay. I, can, I can't say I, what it I is I remember when she <laughs> said something about that, or you said it, and I was like, what? Yeah, nobody's expecting it. But anyways, uh, if she finds out that I mentioned something, she will kill me. But anyways, I keep joking cool. with her. Like, hey, you will be like the best like CEO like to keep me accountable 
accountable uh, in the future. CEO right? or CEO? <laughs> Both of them, Both, all together. She's the CEO <laughs> of the family already. Yeah, she's the CEO of the family. But anyway, so she actually watched some of the videos. But as we're watching it, I'm explaining to her that a lot of the people that come to us, right, for the service or for content references, right, they're like, can we have like Hormosi style content <laughs> and then that's been one of my biggest pet peeves so the the bullet point that i put here is like our beef with copying content formats so I, I want to listen to your opinion on in general right like on copying content don't read my notes i'm not reading your notes <laughs> okay i'm just thinking <laughs> and uh you know off the cuff like what if somebody comes to you right i have an initial reaction when when people ask that I might not show it, but uh, I want your, your opinion. Your butt and fist clench. They're like, oh, <laughs> but why? <laughs> it's like that one time that person like we jump on a sales call and they're in the real estate right. I'm like, okay, what are some references? What, where, where you go? What's your goal? What's your north star? Like, what do you want to achieve? It's like, I want to be the Mr. Beast of real estate. And I'm like, okay, do you? Are you ready to give away houses? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like their eyes just open. But anyways, um, so yeah, I, I'm curious. Mm, good question. <laughs> <laughs> Great question. I mean, personally, I'll be, I would ask them. I would just, you know, go and uh, take the role of the doctor, you know, to prescribe and be like, okay, let's dive deeper. Why do you want this in the first place? You know, why do you think you need Alex or Mosey style videos? And I will argue that maybe when he first started doing doing it, it could be a little bit of an advantage, you know, because it was a sort of a different type of edit and it would caught people's attention. I feel like now it's overused and, you know, it's not, the edit per se is not worth as much. Now, that being said, I would ask him, you know, why do they want it? I'm guessing they would be because like, well, we want more attention, you know, and maybe they, they are, uh, you know, associating this type of edits with attention, you know, with the ability to retain more attention or capture more attention. Mm. And I would just try to educate him at that point, right? It's like, hey, look, what if you see a video of Alex or Mosey without the captions? Would you still watch it, right? And probably their answer would be yes at that point because Alex or Mosey has a lot of influence. And when he pops on your screen, you immediately are gonna think he has something interesting to say, right? Mm. Then I would ask them as well, what if, it's somebody else that you don't know, but Alex or Moses on the screen as well. Would you watch that video? The question is the same. Yes, because probably they're going to be, you know, relating that influence to the person that is talking to Alex or Mosey. So I would try to find ways to educate them into showing them that, hey, post-production doesn't necessarily equals views and attention. Yes, it can help. And I know, I mean... This is kind of, you know, a gray area because obviously we edit videos for people, but there's this term called retention editing, right? And I, and I do think there are a lot of principles with retention editing that yes, they do help to keep people's attention, but the underlying part is the message. And if the message is crap, people are not going to listen. People are not yeah. going to stay. If there's no interest in the topic, people are not going to stay. Actually, so I, I, I would try to educate people and then say like, hey, look, there's actually a lot of edits that can be done, right? And then, you know, some of them look even way more creative than, you know, Alex or Mosi style videos. Some of them actually look way less creative than Alex or Mosi videos. But at the same time, 
they have things here and there that we can add to speed it up, right? We can add custom hooks, etc. right? I'm not gonna go into technical details. But the point is, first of all, we need the message, right? Or we need things of influence that can capture people's attention, right? Discover how can we get people's attention and it's not just about the edit. The other thing would be also educating them about what it takes to create that type of stuff. Because again, since they are not in the weeds and they're not the ones editing video, they might think that creating that is easy, right? And they might be thinking, well, I want 20 of these videos per week. Okay, well, this is what it takes to create all those videos per week, yeah. right? Do you have the resources available for this? Yeah, I right? mean, just uh, just yesterday we had a, a conversation with one of our clients, right? That she feels like it's time to level up her content in a way, right? Like she uh, she was really happy a few months ago where it's like, I feel so proud. And then the content has not really changed based on like the meetings that we've had, like you continue consistency and frequency has been like the main focus. And then the conversation yesterday was like, how can we level up? Like what's the next level that we need to achieve, right? And yeah. then, so so we're brainstorming that, what, what it looks like for her. But uh, also you mentioned education, right? And there's also the process in the in the creation, right? It's like you have pre-production, you have the production, then you have the post-production, right? A lot of people, what they see, they assume everything is done in the post-production, but most people ignore the pre-production. Like what's the work that, that either we do or like the, the customer does or whoever is creating the content does to set it up for success for post-production, right? So um, I was actually looking, watching a, an interview. Uh, you got me into Jay Klaus, so I saw <laughs> one of his videos and he's in, interviewing his amazing YouTube scripter, right? And uh, the work start with the script of the video if you go into YouTube, right? And like you said, like there's retention editing, but there's also retention writing. How can we write to make sure that people stay for the content, not based on the edits, right? Uh, the edits are just gonna enhance that initial part that we do on post-production. So same thing, that this is the same conversation that we have with our clients. It's okay, where, you know, how are we creating content? Like, how do you feel comfortable creating content? And that's the other thing, right? Because they might not feel comfortable recording for three days straight, <laughs> right? For some, for some, that is a good way. For us, for the podcast has been, you know, three times a week. Uh, but again, how do you feel comfortable creating? Do you feel comfortable doing reaction videos, for example? I met uh, Fun Hacking Live last week with Edward. I don't know if you've seen him. He, he does like the Edward certified uh, TikToks. Yes, I like that. I he, like that stuff. He's amazing, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, but the, again, like he reacts to these people giving their opinions. So he feels very comfortable. He knows his topic, right? He, that's a, that's a content, um, framework or style that works for him, that he's made work for him and he feels very comfortable doing that. So these are the things that we gotta explore whenever you decide to create content consistently, right? Yeah, and I, it, I wrote down here four things that I'm gonna add after after your point. Yeah, so I mean, my, my close closing, you know, <laughs> remark on that is like, it's not about the captions, right? There's so much more under the hood and I encourage you to, if you like a creator, go ahead and start researching, go back and look at the old videos, go back and see like, what are they doing? And kind of open the hood of that video and be like, what are they actually saying? How are they structuring the video, right? Is there a hook at the beginning? Like, is there stories in between? How many points is he breaking down? And yeah. then you can model that structure and then you can give instructions to the to your editor or edit it yourself, where it's like, hey, 
here's the structure of the video. I say these five points, and then from these five points, this is how we're gonna, how I envision it. Here's a style, you can give a reference, which is like the next point right after you give your, your remarks here. And then, um, and then, let's see what the final output is and then apart from that is like what's the feedback from the people that are listening or watching your content right uh so there's all these elements and <laughs> the image that comes to my head is i don't know if you know you listen and you play video games but uh i've been like pretty addicted to f1 and there's like all these settings that you can change in your car when you're about to race right you have the tires you have the pressure of the tires you have you know the engine the temperature like all these things and dials that you can start changing to get to your desire output setup for your car that works best for you yeah. same with content there's all these elements and you can move those dials up and down depending on like how you create how you produce what your team looks like and it's a very fun game but we have to understand that from the very beginning yeah and here are four points that i just thought about that can be challenged for especially talking head videos which talking head video is pretty much these ones that we create for multi-purposing from our content or a lot of people on the entertainment right mm -hmm. uh industry coaches uh consultants authors they produce a lot of talking head video and there's actually challenges because guess what that gets repetitive right it's just somebody talking it gets very very challenging to to move that forward so here are four of those First is, we talked about this, quality of the message, right? And we always say quality of the message over quality of the production. If you don't have a good message, if you don't have a good hook that is going to get people, you know, interested in, in listening to the next sentence, it's not going to work. So focus first on quality of the message. Second is the lack of dynamism. I don't know if I said that correctly <laughs> or dynamism. I don't know what the word is pronounced like, but the point is, it's very stagnant. You're sitting in the same place. So what can you do? You can record one sentence in one place, then you can move your camera, record the sentence in another place, and so on. So when you edit that together, the background is changing and it's a little bit more dynamic, right? It helps to capture people's attention. So ask yourself, how can I make this more dynamic? A good tip that I heard from Ed Lawrence, which he's pretty much like, I, I heard him being coined the Mr. Beast for uh, educators on YouTube, right? <laughs> okay. And he, he's the, the creator of Film Booth. A good tip that I saw in one of his videos a long time ago is put yourself in the middle of the room, the camera, and record yourself. Then take a few steps around the camera towards the other wall, turn the camera, yeah. and film yourself. So you're actually not moving that many places. You're just kind of like turning the camera around, and you have four different setups, four walls, four different backgrounds, yeah. you're ready to go, right? I think that was a cool tip. Now, challenge number three, lack of creativity, right? A lot of people just, you know, nowadays, and we shared this on the power of association on our last episode, right? Value is now the standard. Like you hear everybody, you need to give value. You need to lead with value. <laughs> Guess what? Everybody's leading with value. And because of access to technology, there's more value out there. And the viable content floats to the top. So you're pretty much always seeing a lot of viable content, right? So guess what? We need to get creative with some of these things. You need to add maybe some segments. We've talked about it, right? The cool tools, cool, right? We, I have a note on here on my computer where I add ideas for different segments. So hopefully one day we can get to create some of those because what they're different. People want different. And yes, we talked about this in the power of association. They also want familiarity 
right? Which can come from the topic that you're talking about, but the way you're presenting that topic, the way you're wrapping it up can be different. So get creative. What are some segments, things that you can talk about that is going to spiff up your content? And the last one is too much reliance on the post-production, right? Just <laughs> yeah. what we just said. Hey, it's not that we're just going to slap some captions in there and this thing is going to do good. You actually need to be sort of intentional with this thing, right? You got to be intentional from the beginning. Now, when you multi-purpose content, the intentionality will come from finding the clips. And this is something that I battle AI over because a lot of people say, well, I'm just going to use a service <laughs> that I'm just going to, you know, put my YouTube link and it's going to chop it up into 20 different pieces of content. Okay, cool, right? Like if that works for you, awesome. But something that, w that I found that AI is not able to do at least just yet is structure those clips. Maybe it does find a valuable segment, but can we structure that segment, right? Grab pieces of that segment and put in it as the hook, erase certain part of the segment that might be a little bit redundant, right? And now we create a masterpiece, right? What we create, what we talked about, kind of like clip architecture, <laughs> right? We have somebody, an engineer that goes in there and like arrange the clip in a certain way to maximize the value of that clip. It can be the same clip and we just rotate it with different hooks, yeah. right? Lots of different things that you can do in post-production, not just slapping some captions into yeah. it. So, I mean, over the last 16 minutes, I know we threw probably a lot to this one topic. I actually have like two more of the topics that I wanted to talk about. Well, we're going to leave it here. You right? weren't because expecting my golden bowlers, huh? They were good. <laughs> they were good. I was like, just in case, back up plan, you know, plan B and plan C. But, um, you know, it can seem overwhelming, right? At the end of the day, like there's a lot of elements. You know, we talk about like the main six, you know, from coming up with the ideas of like what to say all the way to actually monetizing and managing a system like that, right? But inside of the production, you have all these elements too, right? So how do you manage that? How do we do that? My best advice is like start creating, whether you have a team or no. Like for mm -hmm. example, for us was as simple as going live. And we started understanding, you know, the high level, uh, the high energy time of day that allows to create. That's what we do at noon. That's what we do sometimes at 2 p.m., right? We don't wait till the last minute of the day to create stuff. Um, you know, if you have a team, like, is your team passionate, you know, to the type of content that you cre that you create? You know, that I, I saw a video yesterday about this kid that is doing faceless channels on YouTube, right? And his key advice is not about, like, the topics or the niche or, like, the monetization of it. He was like find a team member that is passionate about the topic that you're doing the videos for. Because guess what? They're gonna try new things. They're gonna be excited about those things. So is your team excited about what you're talking about, what you're teaching, what you're doing, right? That might be an element, right? We're looking, I'm, I'm looking at, at our team. I'm like, are we excited about this? I mean, I would love to, but you know, maybe it can be better. Maybe we find somebody else. Maybe we, uh, they're meant to edit mm -hmm. a different type of video. I don't know. That's a conversation that we need to have internally with our team and see um, how we go about this, right? And uh, I remember when we first hired a video editor, he came from a place of like, he loves our show, right? Like he told us many, many times. It's like, he felt like really excited to, to work with us. And, and I think he still do. I mean, we're still almost three years working together, which is very exciting. It's a long time. So uh, kudos to Danny. But at the same time, it's like those elements of like, okay, if I am providing the value as a creator, who's providing the different, right? Obviously, you know, the on the pre-production, do we have team members that help us with script, script writing? 
if if I don't like, can I level up my skill in in script writing? Right, there might be less volume but higher quality. Mm-hmm. Right, same with the post production. Right, a lot of people, yeah. like Alfonso said, they put a lot of value in that post production. But my best advice is start creating. Come up with a framework that's super simple for you to create consistently and frequently. Right, how does that look like? Once a day, once a week. Yeah. Who knows? Like, come up with a hypothesis of a product that you want to put out there, and not product that you're gonna sell. Like, your content is the product. Yeah. And start experimenting with yourself and with your team. Yeah. I want to add here. You know, when you're looking for somebody, right? That team member that's gonna help you out. You got to think a couple things, right? Obviously, probably a term that you've heard: skill stacking, right? If they only have the skill of editing, they're probably gonna be a little bit less viable. If they also bring to the table the skill of strategy right at the skill of storytelling all the the pre-work that comes before you actually sit down and record that's probably going to be way more valuable than just somebody that edits so i would ask myself who do i need in this point in time to take myself to the next level maybe you're doing yourself the strategy you are helping yourself with you know discovering what to say how to say it and all you need is that editor well great go on you know Go and find that person. If you need maybe somebody that is going to take off your plate and give you more time when it comes to strategizing, right? The type of content that you need to create, what to create, how to create it, right? Creating all these creative segments that we've talked about. Then maybe you need a team, right? You need to come into this family of creators that can help you out and do that. If you're interested, you know, shameless plug, that's (laughs) what we help do our clients, right? We sit down, we have recording sessions with them, we help them with their research, anything all the way from research to the post-production, we help them do. So if you have any questions about that, feel free to reach out at BizRosco. That's right. Um, Any last things, Swansea, that you wanna? Well, what are the other notes? What else you got? I have to go. You have to go? That's the episode. That's pretty good. Um, I have a new tool. For the cool tools, cool, and it's a different one than Lacey. It's so cool. For the for the next episode. For the next one. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at BizBrosco. That is right. And if today you feel like inspired and ready to create some awesome, awesome content, please don't forget to share this episode and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys.